Hello and welcome to another episode of Back in Camp podcast, a hunting podcast hosted by myself. I'm Sean Brown, and joining me today are co-hosts Henry Bowden again, and we got Mason Wearmouth back. So say hello, boys. Hello. Howdy. Uh, so today we're gonna start off with a situation that um, a few of us have been following here. Regarding New Jersey black bear, um, I'm going to read an article here, or part of an article from the New York Times. This was on November the 15th. Uh, Starting next month, New Jersey will again allow hunters to use guns and bows to shoot bears on private and state-owned land in a major policy reversal for Governor Philip D. Murphy, a Democrat who campaigned for a first term on a pledge to end the hunts. Months after taking office in 2018, Mr. Murphy used his executive powers to suspend bear hunting on state property. Then in 2021, the Murphy administration allowed the state's bear management plan to expire, making bear hunting illegal anywhere in New Jersey. The state's last bear hunt was in the fall of 2020. But after unanimous vote on Tuesday by the state's Fish and Game Council and a series of planned emergency actions, by the governor and his Department of Environmental Protection, the New Jersey New Jersey is expected to authorize a six-day bear hunt starting December 5th if 20% of the estimated bear population is not killed during that window, the hunt could be extended for another four days according to the Environmental Agency. Permits are likely to go on sale Thursday. So that's kind of the context of what was happening in November, earlier in November, um, everyone thought it was coming back, and now, just, uh, let's see, the 1st of December, um, I found an article on Outdoor Life, the title being New Jersey Judge Halts Black Bear Hunt, just days before the opener, and I'll read a little bit of that too, so that's kind of what we thought was going to happen, and now, um, a New Jersey appellate court judge issued an order on Wednesday, November 30th, to temporarily pause the state's first black bear hunt since 2020, which was set to start Monday, December 5th. The halt is in response to a lawsuit filed by the Animal Protection League of New Jersey, the Humane Society of the United States, and Friends of the Animals. These three organizations decry decry active black bear management and denounce population count methods used by the state. If this all sounds familiar, it's because a similar lawsuit was filed in Montana over wolf hunting. Uh, So not an uncommon thing for lawsuits like this to show up. Another little bit from this article, New Jersey has one of the highest concentrations of blank bears in the country with an estimated population of around 3,000 to 4,000 bears. New Jersey is 8,723 square miles, putting the population density at around one bear every 2.2 square miles. However, since much of the state is made up of metropolitan areas, densities in some places are likely much higher than that. Um, So, if you don't know, that is a lot of bears for that small of an area. Like, a lot, a lot of bears. Um, And it has resulted in a lot of a lot of bears in the trash cans, you know, not fun interactions with with the bears. So kind of an interesting thing uh, to halt that. 
right before it's supposed to happen, but wouldn't expect much less from the Humane Society of the United States and Friends of the Animals. Um, I haven't heard of the Animal Protection League of New Jersey before, but I do know the other two are are um, pretty ignorant in what they think hunting is. So, Well, as soon as you get an organization called Friends of the Animals, you know you're gonna you're gonna start to have some issues with with hunting seasons and things like that. <laughs> yeah, probably just just a little bit. I found uh, an article on TheMediator.com here too, and I'm just gonna quote a a, a quote from Governor Murphy. I feel awful, Governor Murphy said in an interview with NJ Advance Media, but I can't violate what are obvious facts that are potentially undermining public safety, particularly among kids. I just can't in good conscience go on in this direction. So he was saying that in response to human-bear interactions that were happening in New Jersey, across New Jersey, pretty much across the board. There's no, no particular area that's worse than the other, it seems. Touch on one more thing about it. He, he has stated that he... Uh, Governor Murphy has stated that he still intends going forward to uh, invoke a complete ban on bear hunting in the future. However, due to the emergency situation arising in New Jersey at the moment, a hunt, he says a hunt could be beneficial for the population for all, or, all across say. the board. Which, understand wanting... Uh, yeah, you know what? I I shouldn't even say that. I don't understand it at all. Say like, this guy does he just not understand how animals work? Like no. But you know, I, you ask whether or not he he even knows how animals work. That's like, is he? When's he gonna tell us how he plans to get the bears' problems under control by hunting and then stop hunting permanently? Um, I'd love to see the blueprint for that one. Sounds like a lot of bears are ending up getting shot by fish and wildlife officers. It must taking be. Up, taking up a lot of fish and wildlife officers' time. Well, like you said, like, I'm curious to see what New Jersey's black bear management program going forward uh, is going to be. Because obviously what they're trying to do now is not working. Um, and there's there's, there's a, big, a divide there. Yeah, yeah, it's there's a whole lot of lot of issues when is, yeah. when you get you know such a small state, and then you have a bunch of people who think, well, yeah, if we let the animals do what they do, then nothing could possibly go wrong. Um, which great for you, but then. I mean, once your dog gets eaten by a bear, uh, we'll revisit your opinion. Um, yeah. Or worse, potentially. I mean, you know, exactly. black bears aren't usually that aggressive. However, sometimes they are. It's not like that's always 100% the case. They aren't as cuddly as you may think. Well, they would be, um, like, in terms of physical appearance, maybe, but, but not, not in demeanor. Um they tend to be a little less less fond of just coexisting happily ever after, like in the movies. But um, so yeah, yeah, good, good, uh, good times over there. So if you live in New Jersey, I would like to express my condolences. 
Um, please go go shoot a bear. For living in New Jersey. <laughs> Thanks for living in New Jersey, so we don't have to. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. All jokes aside, I'm sure it's not as bad as as um, as I like to joke about it being. But, I don't know about that. Okay. Again, like we're not trying to lose people right out the door. Sorry, I went jokes. over this with him in the car. Um, disclaimer, like he just said, it, it's all jokes. And yeah. Moving on from that, uh, we're going to be introducing a new segment here from time to time on the podcast called Unlikely Scenarios. Today's unlikely scenario is going to be you have just teleported into the middle of Brooks Range in Alaska. Um, this is a survival situation. We're going to assume you have some of the basics. You don't have food, but you have shelter, you have fire, and you have clothes to keep you warm. You're allowed to bring one caliber with you um, when you're here for a period of time, which... We may figure out later uh, some of the species you're going to be running into are moose, grizzly bear, doll sheep, wolf, caribou, fox, lynx, animals of that nature, um, as well as underground rodents of some sort that Mason is very fond of. Um, so, yeah, what yeah, what's the one caliber? <laughs> they're not, but what's the one caliber? Don't let anyone else tell you because they are they're very okay. important to the ecosystem. Yes, but does does your you in survival mode with no food care about the ecosystem? Um, exactly. Probably not. But I mean, let's be honest here. What, what's easier to kill a little rodent or like a, a bear? A bear is easier to hit. A bear isn't going to hide underground. I mean, sure, but I'm also thinking too. Like you're going to have to eat a lot of voles. Exactly. To this was I mean, not the I don't know, maybe they're more filling than we think. Have you ever eaten one? Okay, you should, yeah. Uh, back Have you that. seen one? Topic. Yes, there's quite a few here. See, I was I was trying to think what caliber would you bring, but now we're arguing whether <laughs> whether a better food source is bears or rodents. Uh, so maybe we go with that. I don't know. Um... However, yeah. So we'll, we'll allow a little, you know, a little wiggle room, a little creative thinking here for the specific scenario and what scenario in would require what what caliber of of weapon. And if you say you're bringing a bow, um, I'm kicking Incorrect. you off and never wrong answer. Bow is I not the right hunting, answer, but it's not the right answer. It's not the right answer when you're hungry. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't thought about this a lot. I kind of just threw the question out there. My heart my heart says 270. It's not the Winchester, right answer, though, either. But my Let's mind tells here. me I need to think about this a little more. I'm telling you, you probably want to go a bit bigger than that. But do you? Because what if all you can find is fox and lynx and... I think, fox, I think fox and lynx would be harder to find than caribou and moose. That's true, I agree. Moose are like, really not. What hard. if you're just in the wrong place? The caribou have all moved south. The grizzly bears died to pneumonia. I mean, this the doll sheep, sheep are too far right? up the mountain to, for you to hike oh. up there on an empty stomach. 
the moose died to the grizzly bears that died of pneumonia. <laughs> so now what gun do you need? And the answer is obvious. You need a 223. Don't want to waste too right. much meat. Fox already don't got no much meat. Um, I mean, this sounds like it's a little... I don't think you should be there in the first place if everything's dead, but... It's called unlikely <laughs> scenarios for a reason, Mason. You're killing my creative thinking. I'm not really sure what you're okay, doing okay, there. Okay, there's only foxes and wings. I mean, this may be an interesting one. It's, it's really not. I'd say a seven rim mag is. That's the, that's that's one of the obvious answers. It, it is a very obvious answer because it will cover everything. Because I think personally. As someone who lives in a place where we have grizzlies, I mean, I don't really hear about them. It's not like Alaska, but uh, I think you want a bigger gun than something like a G70. I think, I don't know, if you have the opportunity to shoot a grizzly, which I guess in this situation you do, right? I think you probably want something a bit bigger than a 270. Um, caribou, you will be fine. Moose, you will be fine. Foxes and lynx, I guess you can headshot, even though I don't think the opportunity to shoot one of those would be super high. Um, sheep, obviously, will be fine with a 7 ram. Um, I think, yeah, everything is covered with that. I think it's probably one of your best choices. 30 even your rodents? Um, I'm not shooting that's... them. I'd, anyways, he's like, pick I, them I up. I think that's a fair enough choice. It is. You know, 30 out 6 say, does the same thing. You're supposed to choose one because the 30 out 6 <laughs> is going to be my answer. Um, <laughs> I was going to bounce off that and say another obvious answer that is an all time classic would be the 30 out 6. Um, you know, it's, it's similar. Um, you know, so s same thing. You can kill a bear with it, you can, you can kill everything with it, really. It, it's another just obvious answer, answer I guess. So that leaves yeah. you, Henry. Well, is ammunition a limiting factor here? Like, what what do we got for ammunition? I don't know about um, you. I've know. never been to the Brooks Range, but I'm guessing ammo availability is not great in the first place. So you can't go like, to your... okay. So you got so say you got teleported. <laughs> you're teleported with a rifle. Are you teleported with one magazine full of bullets? Because that ain't going to get you very far. Or are you going to be like teleported with a whole box? 25. You get 25. 25. Unless you like miss a lot or something. But I gotta I make would the never. most out of 25 shots. Yep. 243 Winchester. See that's, see, that's a controversial answer, but it makes sense. Well, I hate does that it, it though? makes sense. But it, it makes does sense. make sense because it's, it's light enough for caribou. Like, you're, you're hitting caribou. You're not causing a lot of damage you're not losing a lot of meat which in this case with only 25 shots is a concern um yeah, like headshots worrying headshots, headshots. Yeah. worrying about bear conflict i mean the thoughts in the back of your head but if you drop if you're, you're in that situation you're there anyways your biggest enemy is going to be starvation so i i just think 243 is the most Maybe not the most efficient, but definitely the cleanest uh, method of, of, of yeah. acquiring meat. Yeah. 
But what are you going to shoot? If you have the opportunity, are you shooting a grizzly with a two forty three? Yes. No, because because what what am I going to do with a grizzly bear? Eat it. Eat it. Oh my! And if your coat wears out, that's a good <laughs> coat, right you there. You got a free coat right there. I suppose, but no, I, I'm sticking with two forty three. Is grizzly or a blanket for the tongue? Is that what you're saying? No, I I imagine it in Brookshire and you probably just probably just wouldn't taste that good. Specifically there? Or does it just not taste good? Well, just grizzly bear in general. I mean, why would you want to eat a, a, I, I, a I big 600-pound scavenger? Well, black bear is good, so why would grizzly bear be good? That's a good point. Have you ever had grizzly bear? No, but I've been near enough to a grizzly bear and smelled them that I don't ever want to try it. Yeah, I still want to try it. But, you know, in a survival situation, I still think I'd eat grizzly bear before I'd eat rodents. Um, but Yeah, you're just a wimp. Well, there's rabbits, too. I mean, you're more yeah, likely to catch is. rabbits and grouse with a two forty three than you are a 7mm Edmonton Magnum. Exactly. I mean, grouse are not the most intelligent things. I'm not going to be shooting them anyways. That's also a good point. You could trap uh, uh, gross uh, rabbits. For that matter, I've walked up on enough gross. <laughs> uh, I've seen videos of people just running and grabbing them. They're not oh, incredibly yeah. smart animals. If it wasn't for my dog, I could have picked multiple up this year. I don't want to alarm my dog because she is a little crazy. But they're like a foot away from me. Yeah. So that is unlikely scenarios. Your choices were uh, Henry said 6.8 Western, Mason said 6.5 Creedmoor, and I, of course, said 270 Winchester because I'm an intellectual. Moving on, um, and here's where the debates really begin Dream Hunts. Uh, I mentioned last episode, I wanted to touch on this once we got Mason back here, and now we have him back. So before he leaves us again, um, <laughs> To rot alone, we are going to discuss dream hunts. And actually, Mason uh, was begging me earlier. He wasn't. Uh, but he'll, he, we decided um, three seconds ago that he will start us off for this. Sure. Begging. Um, well, I mean, are we doing multiple, I guess? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but just, just have, we'll go one at a time. Yeah, we'll go one at a time. Um, okay. I think... I don't know if you guys are going to expect this or not, because I've definitely not talked about it before, but uh, Stone Sheep is probably up there for me, although I don't know if... I'll for those of you who that. don't know, um, Mason frequently goes on about how cool Stone Sheep are. They are. Oh, they are God. the best sheep. And they are the best sheep. A few of us here on the podcast, and when I say a few of us, I mean the other two of us, don't think they're the best sheep. So it is a, a debate of... That runs runs hot from time to time. However, I'm not going to disagree with you that it would be a very fun hunt. I mean, they are the best looking sheep, though. Okay, let's not get into that. Let's get into why it's your favorite hunt. Um, I don't know if it's your favorite. It, it's something I definitely want to do. It's just extremely expensive if you are not a resident of British Columbia. <laughs> Is that the only... I'm going to show my ignorance again. Is that the only place you can find them? 
Um, I'm pretty sure that's the only place you can hunt them. Am I correct, Henry? You probably know more uh, than me. No, I think you can is, find is there them any... in some very southern parts of the Yukon. Okay. Um, they probably have them in Texas. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, where yeah, everyone yeah. wants to shoot a stone sheep. High fence stone sheep hunting in Texas. I could see it. That'd be a Texas thing. Somebody pay for that, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, sh I'm assuming that there is some stone sheep in the Yukon. But I don't know if you... Okay, that's wrong. Anyways, quick Google search says um, you can hunt stone sheep in the Yukon. So, I was wrong. Probably but, as a resident, yeah. but... Uh, yes, I rest my case still because, but I think it'd be a super cool hunt because one, if you've never seen videos, I recommend just watch like any stone sheep hunt on YouTube. It it looks very very cool. The terrain is cool. I'm I'm not a fan of heights, but I think I love the mountains. I think it'd be extremely cool uh, to be up there, especially because. There's not really like anything else around besides the mountains and the animals that are in there, right? Like it's not like you're gonna just see a bunch of people, which I know can be an issue in some places in the mountains. Uh, we don't stone talk sheep. About it. Stone sheep are my favorite sheep. Yeah, we don't. Uh, stone sheep, I think, are the best looking sheep. Um, there's something about the just the coat, the difference. There's not. I don't think there's really something like that exactly, unless I mean, you could argue that sheep hunting, like, sorry, Marco Polo sheep or something like that, would also be better. I don't really know if anyone really thinks about them when you're saying best sheep, but you probably should because they are also very cool. Uh, anyways, I'm kind of rambling on about different sheep now, but I think stone sheep would be probably one of, if not uh, the hunt I want to do the most which I don't know if that will ever happen because, like I said, it's extremely expensive. It's like 60k for a guided hunt, so Rob a bank fix your problems. If it makes you feel <laughs> better, this won't be the last time the sheep are talked about in years. And what a surprise. We ain't done how, yet. How could we leave a topic like this? Exactly. There's a lot to go on about. So, Henry, do you have anything to, to well, add to that or just go on your own thing about no. whatever it is? Go on my own. About a different sheep? Oh, sheep aren't the best sheep. No, anyways. Um, <laughs> they are, but it's okay. I know everyone can be wrong once in a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You and your ego. My yeah, okay. Hunt probably be either, like you said, Marco Polo sheep in Kazakhstan. I think would be an incredible hunt. The rooftop um, of the world? The rooftop of the world for one of the largest sheep species in the world. Um, I just think and, they look incredible. Those great big massive corkscrew horns. It's crazy to me to think that that is not something that they're breeding on a high fence ranch in Texas and to have I mean, horns like that. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of strange, isn't it, that somebody it, hasn't taken advantage of that? But it really, how do you get really those is. in Texas, though? I mean, I guess you can say that about a lot of stuff, but how yeah, do you? How do you, how do you get uh, scimitar horned oryx in Texas? I I don't know, but I just feel like that's a that's like almost an easier area to get something from, right? Like compared to like the mountaintops. That's, the mountaintops of Kaz- I, I don't know. Like, that seems like a very hard place to try and get multiple sheep out of. Alive, for that matter. Yeah. I don't yeah, even know if, I don't even know if, if you're allowed to hunt Marco Polo sheep anymore. I probably can. You can, but it's very limited. It's also very expensive. I'm sure. Yes. But it's dream hunts for a reason, and you're going to stop talking about the cost, and we're going to dream for a moment. <laughs> Yeah, but the, I can seriously still impressive. think of the cost. No, they are incredible. They so are. Let's throw the cost out of the window for a second. Okay. Um, it's the it, same price as essentially. It's a actually a bit cheaper. It, whispering doesn't mean throwing. You need to learn the difference between throwing out of the, the picture and whispering. Um, we'll, we'll we'll touch on that more uh, after we're done recording. Um, anyways, I guess I should make sure I'm not cutting you off and if there was anything else you had to say. Oh, no, no. No, I'm alright. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a different answer here. Because there's, there's a, there's a couple of hunts that are really up there that I really want to do. Um, however, I'm gonna say, like, Ibex hunting in, in Kazakh. I I, I, was, I didn't want to spoil it. I, I thought you were going to say this. You thought I was going to say this. It's You would hate it because heights. However, going to the rooftop of the world and hunting an animal that makes that its playground. Um, you could do a combo hunt with Marco Polo Sheep and Mid-Asian Ibex. You could. Yes. However, we'll, we'll, just, we'll say Ibex. For now. I guess, is it Eurasian Ibex? Mid Asian so. ibex. There is a lot of different species of ibex. There are many. Um, and I could I could go from one to another. I mean, I would love to do ibex hunting in Mongolia. I would love to do it in Pakistan. I would love to do it in New Mexico. That's right. <laughs> we have them. Let's go, it's, baby. It's, I don't know about you. I just think that would be like. It'd be cool, obviously, because you're hunting ibex. But at the same time, it's like this is a very different type of mountains than where they come from. Probably, it's about ten thousand feet lower, and then <laughs> thirty degrees hotter. Yeah, 50, sixty degrees hotter. But it's just as nasty of terrain. Okay, uh, they oh, live in definitely. the Florida Range down in southern New Mexico. That might be the the toughest piece of in terms of ignoring the elements in your elevation might be it, it rivals pretty much anywhere in the lower 48 for the toughest terrain to hunt it is hmm. nasty stuff um i mean there was a meteor episode of hunting ibex i believe right i think yeah but they I were hunting I ibex in in south texas that oh, doesn't was count it? texas doesn't count you say Texas for a dream hunt, you don't count. I thought there was one in New Mexico. Was I wrong? Might have been. It could have been I thought New Mexico. There was something. I thought there was something in New Mexico. 
I know it was in the south. It wasn't anywhere like exotic or anything. No, like it, that. it was it was definitely not in Asia anywhere. No. It was it was in it was in the US. Yep. But still. So it would probably be New Mexico or maybe Texas then. Texas has everything. But it is not the same experience. Except Marco Polo sheet and stone sheep as we previously discussed. <laughs> so an interesting thing here, I just I'm looking on Book Your Hunt to see like if you can even book a hunt for Marco Polo sheep and you can. You so, can. Uh, six different hunts, uh, two different countries you can hunt. Um $33,678 Canadian starting from. Not bad. I so it's pretty cheap. That's, now that's, search up stone bad. sheep and see how much it is because it's a little more. I don't know. Well, I've I, I, I seen what you posted there in, in the Discord. That's painful. I'm yeah, it's a little. It, it's quite affordable. Only about 87,000 Canadian. I'm looking at the same thing, and be, I forgot that it was Canadian, and I kind of did double take because it's sixty-five thousand uh, USD. And then I look at you, and I'm like, "How are they scamming you out of an extra, you know, <laughs> twenty 15, grand? Yeah, twenty grand." But I realize now that Canadians in their inferior money. That's um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, a little back. Uh, so yeah, now it's back to you, Mason. Uh, you know, you said you had multiple. What's your second choice? For uh, well, I mean, f- for me, it's uh, probably whitetails, you know? Uh, no. Uh, Mountain caribou, probably. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a good one. that's a really good one. It's definitely something I want to do, which also is quite expensive, like every dream. But hunt, it's I guess. stone hunt. Okay, again, we need to. We keep going back to the cost of this because we're all well, we're not hammers anymore, but we're all like in or just getting out of high school. Um, and but this is these are all possible. If you yes, old man, these are these are all it's yes, but it's a once in a lifetime thing. And if you point correctly, it's possible. Just absolutely, but I mean, okay. Anyways, uh. Why I think this is also a dream hunt. Uh, it's caribou. I don't think lots. Most people don't get to do this very often, unless you like are lucky enough to live up north. You could go a long ways up north, but um, it's it's also it's cool. I don't know. There's something about caribou that are just interesting to me. I mean. I don't know the if you guys have seen them, but yeah. I don't think they're very intelligent. They're exactly. not. I was just going to say, they're quite stupid. But <laughs> I don't think it would be exactly a, an extremely hard hunt, although it could be depending on the terrain, right? Like, not all of the yeah. hunting is probably super flat land, but I don't think the species necessarily makes it an extremely hard hunt, but they are definitely impressive species. All caribou, really. Those big caribou just look cool. There's no... Yeah, definitely. It's it's a cool hunt, too. I would would settle for any other caribou. It doesn't have to be mountain caribou. However, if you had to choose one, it'd be that one. Yeah. I think they get the biggest, I believe, correct? think so in terms of weight. size yeah. or, well 
weight or size families, I think, maybe. I'm not sure about oh, that. Mountain caribou are the uh they're the biggest subspecies. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, no, that would that would probably be another one I'd definitely hand out there. Top five for sure would be mountain caribou hunting. The one thing about that is it is it is more accessible though and more viable than oh. the, than the stone sheep hunt. You know. Yeah. It's it's a bit cheaper. There's a few places you can do it. A few more places, I'd assume. Um, and I don't think I don't know. I know on Mountain Caribou, with the, I don't know the specific range. I know you know in Alaska, if you you don't need a guide to hunt them as a non-resident, do you? Sorry, caribou. Caribou, um, yeah, in Alaska, I don't think so. Well. I'm pretty sure, well, for us, like for Henry and I, we would, because we oh, are Canadians. Right. But for you, you could go do a DIY caribou hunt, I believe. Yeah. It's like a few guys from Go Hunt did that, I believe, right? What is that? The few from, a few guys from Go Hunt went to Alaska and were hunting yeah. caribou. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure it's something that you can do. So, I mean, uh, that's, that's definitely. I want to say top five. However, then I'll think of another species and wait. Well, what about and then, well, what about? Um, but you know, there's just I think just I don't know if their range is what you're saying, but there's a lot, lot of uh, places you yeah. could, you could do or a lot more places you could do that than stone sheep. And For sure. I see that Henry is posting uh, pictures again in in our chat group chat here of the how do you pronounce that? Kluani. Kluani First Nation Doll Sheeps uh, auction. They auctioned it off. It went for 230000 USD. So it's clearly someone isn't getting the whole throw the price out of the picture thing. Uh, so. I mean, I, guess if I don't know about you guys, big, but that, that's, that's a kind of pocket change, right? Like, yeah. I mean, well, for, for some people, that's absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're buying buying that, I don't think I don't think money is too much of an issue for you, probably. It's Unless it's, it. it's some guy might be having a really tough time now if he ended up spending that much money, but some Imagine. people obviously wouldn't. Like remortgage the house to go on a sheep hunt. Walks in. <laughs> yeah, he might not be married after that. I was just gonna say, walks into his bedroom, honey. We're gonna have to sell the house. Yeah. <laughs> what all this stuff? Funny thing about that, I was, I got into uh, one of the local bow shops here. I was talking to a, to a guy I knew about shooting a big, uh, like a 200 inch mule deer, and he said, There are no secrets. He said, You just might get divorced in the process. Uh, <laughs> so that's one of my new favorite lines. So, moral of the story, if you like to hunt, don't get married. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was the moral of the story, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> you just don't like anything I'm saying today. That's not true. I, I agreed okay. that Ibex would be cool. They are. They would, it's and... not a would-be, they are. <laughs> They're only cool if I got to see them in real life, is how it goes, I think. I could probably go down there and blast some up 
it's only like eight hours south of me. Only eight hours. And I, I couldn't shoot one, but you know, like glass it off. Yeah, that'd be cool. Eight oh. hours. That's a day trip. That's a day <laughs> trip. This guy gets it. Yeah, sure. I'm not. I don't know if I'd want to drive that far for a day. Where were I mean, some of those about that? Hey, hey I, I've driven six hours to go camping for a night, and then drove back six hours the next day. So, I mean, it's it's why though? Why not? Bored on a Friday night, and decided. Well, you know, why not? So I did it. <laughs> so did you do this by yourself, or was there people with you? I did it by myself. I just got bored and decided that I wanted to go camping one night on Friday night, so I packed up all my shit, drove six hours, set up camp in the campground, I booked the camp stall online, I camped along the Liard River, and then I came back the next day. Imagine having the freedom to be able to just be like, yeah, be able to go on a camping trip by myself. Ridiculous. This guy's living the dream. We're talking dream hunts. Really, we should just be asking what dream we dream camping more like trips. Henry. He's like, oh yeah, I want to go, want to go camping up in Northwest Territories. Yes, I'll do it. Well, it's all, yeah, well, yeah it's all about just going and doing it. Saying one yeah. day, well, you know, I don't want to sit around tonight. What else am I going to do on a Saturday morning? And it's a lot harder to do that when you live three hours, or sorry, three days away, and not you know six hours away from that campsite. So yeah, but you, uh, you only live eight hours from trip. Texas. Gross. We don't... It's not bringing up Texas. <laughs> um, we, know, we know your dream hunt is in Texas. One of them. It's it's a high fence whitetail hunt. You, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. <got me. laughs> yep. Yeah, you got me. No, but Texas... Like the Big Bend area just north of there in Texas um, where the Barbary are. That's a pretty cool place. But yeah, sure. Uh, Henry, did you have another dream hunt you wanted to add? I can't remember what they're called. I think they're called Tian Shan or Tian Shan uh, Elk in, I think it's Kazakhstan. Oh, I know. Kazakhstan, one of the two. Those really gnarly looking elk. They're like the size of moose almost with great big massive like red deer like crowns at the top of their antlers. They just look yeah, insane. Tian Shan Shan Bopidi. Yeah, I just I think they they just look incredible. Um, and the crazy thing about them is, like you talk about untouched wilderness. The wilderness in some of those those countries is unbelievable. Like you go, it, it's it's just like Alaska. You go back and just towering mountains, game everywhere, and almost completely untouched. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's um, amazing. That untouched. It's crazy to think of elk in Kazakhstan. Not in. When you think of like an American, all American, or you know, maybe yeah, an all American hunt like elk. It's white tail. They have them in a lot of other places, but like elk, like Rocky Mountain elk. That's that's just American. Not Roosevelt's trail. As it gets. No, no, not Roosevelt's. But then there's then there there's the, the kind of elk is, is over there wandering around in Asia. 
and they might just be cooler and it hurts my american pride to say that but <laughs> might just be the truth might just be the truth eh? maybe but will we ever know Yes, because we're going to send Henry over there and he's going to go on him and he's going to tell us what he thinks. Uh, and he's going to come hunt the Gila with me eventually. So, uh, yep. You don't know what the Gila is? No. The Gila Wilderness. The, the Gila National Forest of New Mexico. Yeah. The most legendary elk in New Mexico, other than Six Peak. Like this is this is basically Arizona if it was in New Mexico. The the genetics for the elk down there are insane. A lot of big elk taken out of there. So like what I'm saying Arizona, but not Arizona. Wanna, basically you just wanna, Arizona. That's what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is is Arizona has incredible elk genetics and seeing as the Gila National Forest borders Arizona, it gets some of that and thus is known for having some very it, for being a very good place to hunt elk, uh, if you can draw it. Exactly. Like I just said, it's Arizona without having to go to Arizona. Exactly. This guy gets it. Because all of us don't want to go to Arizona. Nobody likes Why? Arizona. I, I will eventually apply for elk, elk tags in Arizona. It's, it's a good I mean, state. Yeah, but you just like to be contrary on everything. I don't know. I think it does. Arizona has big animals. Arizona is pretty cool, though. I, I do agree. But, I mean, Arizona has... Some... Giving you a hard time. <laughs> As we like to do around here, there's a lot of banter on back in camp, as you've heard already. Because, as we both know, by both, I don't, I don't know why. As we all there's know... only one listener. <laughs> There's <laughs> all one listener. We're talking to you, Logan. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, me and Henry, uh, we both know that the stone sheep are overrated, and doll sheep is where it's at. Another dream hunt, by the way. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, well, explain that now, because we're not going to glance over doll sheep. There are cooler explain. sheep. Than stone okay, sheep. but but why? Explain why. They're 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 white. white? And before and before you take that out of context, <laughs> and before you take that out of context, talk about no, getting political here. Yeah, like yeah. animals, animals like you know elk, mule deer, um, stone sheep, white-tailed deer. They're all brown, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to see a white sheep on Just a mountain, stone sheep brown? Yeah, you basically. Hold up. Gray up. is the more appropriate. Uh, yeah, well, they can. They have a little bit of. They have a little bit of a range in their. their yeah, coats. there's some that are very white. Those are there's called some. dull sheep. Yeah, exactly. The really white. <laughs> oh ones. no! All right, you two. All right, you two. I'm gonna set you right on this, both of you. So, the reason. Dull sheep are superior to stone sheep simply because they live in far harsher climates than stone sheep. This dull guy. sheep live in the frigid, miserable, cold-ass mountains of the Brooks Range and the Mackenzie Mountains, the Kluani Mountains, and some of the most incredible, harsh terrain on our planet. 
Stone sheep are just living it up in the interior British Columbia mountains. In the they look beautiful. With, yes. With the, I agree. It's it's beautiful country. It's absolutely stunning country, actually. But uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just it's it's not as tough. The winters are milder. They can move down to lower elevations. They got greener grass, fewer predators, nicer coats. Just, all around no, an no. easier life. And they're overrated because they only live in such a select area. But doll sheep aren't less... living in a select area either, apparently. It's, it's no, just stone sheep. sheep are way more widespread than stone sheep. I wouldn't say they're that widespread, though. They're, still... they're more widespread than stone sheep by a mile. Well, they yeah. They are. That is correct. Like... But... All sheep are exactly most of widespread and a huge part of the Northwest Territories. Yes, but they are still like only quite far north. Once again, proving that Barbary sheep are the coolest sheep, um, just based not, on looks alone, and just not can't no. really argue with that. I agree with Sean. Barbary sheep are awesome. Know. They're pretty awesome. This guy, this is a guy who gets it. And one of these days, both of you will be down here. And we're gonna, we're gonna have a good old, a good old doll, or not doll, Barbary sheep hunt. <laughs> we're gonna hunt Texas dolls, by the way. We're gonna have this Texas dolls, Texas Marco Polo sheep hunting. Right, but so yeah, we're to... gonna have this argument in person one of these days, and it's gonna be. And we're gonna Absolutely. record it. Yes, it's going to be its own podcast episode. Uh, speaking be, about when I'm up north and when I'm inter- when I'm up north and I'm interviewing hunters and I'm sending this back every time I do an interview I'm gonna ask I'm gonna say hey I got this friend named Mason he thinks that stone sheep are better than doll sheep and I'm gonna ask all these doll sheep hunters this I'm gonna ask are stone sheep better than doll sheep and they're all gonna say no and I'm just gonna say because they're hunting oh, doll sheep of course everyone. they're gonna say no. Exactly, but it's, it's, I'm still going to do it. Every single one, I'm just going to say, ha-ha, at the end of every single interview and send it back to you guys. That's like taking a guy who lives in, like, Iowa, who hunts giant whitetails every fall, if he thinks mule deer are better. He's obviously going to say no. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. Cause it's- <laughs> Does it matter? Because we're going to have a compilation of Henry asking people, he's going to say, do you think doll sheep are cool? We're going to get a yes, we're going to get a ha-ha. And we're going to have a 45-minute compilation of all the interviews he's going to do over the next eight years of his life. And we're going to put it on here. And Eight years? Eight years specifically? Eight years Are you going to be doing after eight years? Eight yes, years? Don't question it. We're, we're talking we're about dreams here. by then? No, you never run out of topics. By then okay. we'll have more, more hunts that we personally have under our belt to talk about. Me yeah, and you'll, I mean, me and you, Mason, will still be arguing over whether Doll or Stone are, are better and whether Swarovski is better than Vortex. So, well, well, guys, I did not. Guys, I did the one know. topic at a time. We need to time. leave this for another episode. We do, actually. <laughs> Gear, um, that's going to be another highly opinionated episode. Okay, so going back like to Asian. Highly opinionated. <laughs> what? Am I wrong? There yes, was a lot of all. I just find it funny. My opinion is right, therefore highly opinionated. It's funny to me. Here, here, here. Go, going back to Asian Oak, because I've been sitting on this picture for a long time, and we kept going ahead. 
going back to Asian elk, search up morale stag, M-A-R-A-L stag. Sorry, M-A-R-A-L? Yes, morale stag. stag. How do you spell stag? Is that with two G's? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Oh, it's another very similar looking thing. It looks like place. an elk. It's Russian? Mongolian? Yeah, you the Caspian red elk. There we go. There's a name that more people would know. I didn't. That just hasn't came up for me at all, so I wouldn't know that. It's on Wikipedia. I'm not on Wikipedia. I'm on How? Google Images after I came from Book Your Hunt, which it says is only a 13k for this elk hunt, but it is also in Kazakhstan. So, okay, well, look, I'm going. They look almost like red deer. They do. Getting close. I there. don't know. Are we getting different pictures? Because the ones I see all look exactly like elk. Actually, no. He's right. The body's kind of... I don't think we're looking at the same thing. I, I, I don't that, think we are either. That's a rocky... The picture's on Google. Google is a little mis, a little misleading here. We gotta find the correct... Yeah, area. like, I'm looking what? I'm looking at this picture of what is supposed to be this, this morale elk, and it is 100% <laughs> a Rocky Mountain elk. Yep. Yep. So, that's a bit misleading. Do we, do we know that, though? Like, maybe it's just in Russia. No, yes, because I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm looking at... I'm going to post a picture. I'm going to post the picture. I'm looking at the actual see. ones. They look, they look different. They look fake. Look see, different. like, these all... They all look like elk. Even the on Book Your Hunt, they all are just, like, elk. So, you guys look... Like, I, just, I just posted it in the Discord and pinged you, Mason. Like, that, you can't tell me that is not a rock and elk. <laughs> <laughs> that is that one. Like, it's American. <laughs> that is an American picture. Okay? That is yes. that is that is taken off of a road in Yellowstone National Park of our you a United States citizen Rocky Mountain elk. And on that note, I think we're going to end this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. 